99.9 SM Spiritual Medium Sacred Garden Culture Network We offer this precious gift a little sacred ancestral wisdom from High Priest Guatemani Akulase Celebrating your 77th Green Earth Solar Conscious Resurrection Day Wow This podcast this entire series has created a stir in the mind of so many. It's actually opened up a new channel of thought and reasoning and action. And there have been a few of the few who have decided very, very candidly that their whole world has been shaken up. That what it was is obviously not what it is. And therefore, they have no idea of what it is going to be. However, there are those precious and sacred few of the few who said, whatever it's going to be, one thing is for sure. I'm planning on being with it. It's not about the color of one skin, but the state of consciousness one lives with a nice echo, recognizing that there must be a forward movement in the resurrection of the sacred ancestral spirit presence of the divine children of the sun and the sacred garden culture from which we come as green earth solar conscious beings, beings who are naturally and innately communal. Ours was the original state of consciousness, communal, in harmony with earth, wind, rain, and sun based on the principles of Ma'at, recorded in Genesis 1, divine consumption, fruit of the tree, divine union, masculine and feminine energy, biologically, he and she, and the forward multiplication of that divine order into every offspringing vibration of the generation next through divine social, economic, family, community order. But then there's a problem. The problem is that those who have encountered this podcast have actually stated that, wow, that question that you asked, do you know who you truly be, actually creates a shift in one's thinking and reasoning. The question back to I is, how in this hellish state, how in the world do we expect that we're going to be able to rise up the consciousness of a sacred few or the few or the few, when it is very clear, and the individual says it very clearly, that I have been master programmed, and I have become so accustomed to this state of attitudes, values, behaviors, and beliefs, that even to think of anything different creates a sense of pandemonia, a sense of feeling insane. This is for my children, my heartstrings, my offsprings, who were stolen away. 
You are not who they say you are. You are the children of a saw. It is so clear that we have been engaged in a master program of superficial and surface reality, one that has actually penetrated the core of our being by continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again, generation after generation after generation. It's time to come home to the green earth solar conscious zone, the consciousness of higher peace. Hot Ka Pata was the name spoken by the indigenous people of Kemet for their land, the black lands. Sacred garden culture, a consciousness, a way of life. Much later in time, called Egypt by foreign occupiers, invading forces, the Greeks, and many others who could not translate the spiritual nature expressed in the name Hot Kapata. They did not have the Green Earth Solar Conscious experience. They were not a part of the garden culture environment, although they were, as all of humanity, offspring from the original motherland, as has been identified and documented in the Great Rift Valley, birthplace of humanity. In reference, the ancestral populations of the Black Lands spoke of their land as a spiritual and cultural center. Hot Ka Pata meant the dwelling place of the god Pata, who was associated with craftsmanship and creation. The name Hot Ka Pata literally translates to the temple of the Ka of Pata, Ka being the comedic name of the soul, the life force, the essence of a being. Tamari was another name used by the ancient Kemetic population to refer to their land. It translates to beloved land or land of love and was considered a term of endearment for the fertile black land along the Nile River. The name conveyed the idea that their land was cherished, a prosperous place, a name used in poetry to describe the beauty and richness of the land. Both of these names offer insight into the nature of the ancient Kemetic culture and the ways in which they related spiritually to Mother Earth. At this particular point in time, upon our dear Mother Earth, we need, not want, we need to amass divine social, economic, family, community order to safeguard humanity. In order for us to do that, we must be able to entice, to attract the sacred ancestral feminine she. And we're not talking about she as the master program has presented it. We're talking about she, regardless of hair, skin, color, texture, tone, to be able to devote her whole life energy to the green earth solar conscious resurrection of divine socioeconomic family community order. Why is that such a challenge? Because she has been master programmed to diametrically oppose everything that there is about the sacred ancestral Osarian nature. No, she's not functioning like a set and neverhead who have devoted their whole holistic living soul, their spiritual presence, their essence to the resurrection 
of the sacred ancestral Saurian nature. Have you forgotten the sacred ancestral mother spirit? And when I think about the process of just simply 500 years of a master program, and we know full well that it's been far longer than that, but let's just use 500 as an example right now. What becomes very clear is if we use 20-year cycles as a generation, that in 500 years, 25 generations, 25 generations of detoxing and purging to heal will simply get someone to the base, root, and foundation where he or she was in his or her recovery from whatever occurred prior to that 25-generation cycle. So if we think about the Taino, very precious souls to the eye and eye, knowing full well that some of that ancestral lineage run through the bloodstream of the eye and eye, 25 cycles ago and generations counted, that would call for a massive level of detox, purging, and healing to get that being back to the state where Christopher Columbus saw them. We're going to drop in right here. In his journals, Columbus wrote of the peaceful, generous nature of the Taino people. He noted their language did not have a word for war. He named them Indios and referred to the Taino people as children of God. So tractable, so peaceable are these people that I swear to your majesties. There is not in the world a better nation. They love their neighbors as themselves, and their discourse is ever sweet and gentle and accompanied with a smile. And though it is true that they are naked, yet their manners are decorous and praiseworthy. The king observes such a wonderful estate in such a dignified manner that it is a pleasure to see. Neither better people nor land can there be. But he also wrote, I could conquer the whole of them with 50 men and govern them as I pleased. Page 229, the new book one by High Priest Quatamani. Christopher Columbus and his uh, constituency who produced the paper bulls and who actually were the spearhead of the British colonial rule These vibrations that were actually the same particular parallels that was recorded by the comedic Naga priesthood and stored away as vital evidence to assist us in having a greater sense of comprehension regarding the destabilization of our divine socioeconomic family community order. Let us take a few moments to review a 2,300-year-old account of the Hyksos invasion into ancient Kemet by Manito, noted as priest of Anu in 3rd century BCE, who wrote in Greek a history of Kemet. Dated from 1674 to 1548 BCE, quote, Titimius in his reign, for what cause I know not, a blast of God smote us, and unexpectedly from the regions of the east, invaders of obscure race marched in confidence of victory against our land. By main force they easily overpowered the rulers of the land. They then burned our cities ruthlessly, raised to the ground the temples of the gods, and treated all the natives with a cruel hostility, massacring some and leading into slavery the wives and children of others. End of quote. Page 156, but new book one. 
They had to create a barrier, a division, and that division was based on some identification that some would call race. And within that syndrome, then what would have to happen is that there'd have to be a, a method, a methodology, a program where the female who actually is the breeding source of life and the one who would determine who any population would be would have to be reduced and deduced to a state where she would continue to breed, seed, and feed the attitudes, values, behaviors, and beliefs of the master, the master warlord, the Lord. And the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want would have to become the encodes in their minds. Then I would have to be very sensitive and comprehensive, as a matter of fact, a sense of deep-seated compassion for those offspring and vibrations of generations from which I and I spring. It would become clear. How can we expect anything other than the kinds of attitudes, values, behaviors, and beliefs that's running and roaming the streets at these days and times, killing each other, being killed by their adversaries who think because their complexion look different, those who are actually shipped into a penal colony. The theme of domination is found in various Vatican documents from the 15th century. For example, in the papal bull of May 4th of 1493, Pope Alexander VI says that it is pleasing to the divine majesty that barbarous nations be subjugated. The Latin word is deprimentur, which means to reduce, to cast down or press down, to hold down. And it also states that it is pleasing to the divine majesty for the Christian empire to be propagated. Pope Alexander VI stated, we trust in him from whom empires and dominations and all good things proceed. The Holy See of the Catholic Church issued many such documents even before 1493. For example, in 1452, Pope Nicholas V issued a directive to King Alfonso of Portugal to go to the western coast of Africa and to invade, capture, vanquish, and subdue all Saracens, pagans, and other enemies of Christ to reduce their persons to perpetual slavery and to take away all their possessions and property. That directive was reissued in 1455, 1456, 1481, 1493, 1506, and 1514. It becomes very clear when you begin to look at the vibration of what happens with uh, a governing body to decide that, okay, we have to destroy every element of that population. The requirimento of 1512, or the requirements, was a declaration of domination, control, and war, read by Spanish military forces as they invaded the lands of the Children of the Sun. Page 235, Banu Book 1, by High Priest Quartamani. The requirimento asserted the religious authority of the Roman Catholic Pope over the entire earth and the political authority of Spain over the Americas except Brazil from the 1493 papal bull that divided the Western Hemisphere between Spain and Portugal. It demanded that the conquered peoples accept Spanish rule and Christian preaching or risk subjugation, enslavement, and death. If they did not submit, they were told as it was read in Latin, 
with no interpreters present. Quote, I certify to you that with the help of God we shall powerfully enter into your country and shall make war against you in all ways and manners that we can and shall subject you to the yoke and obedience of the church and of their highnesses. We shall take you and your wives and your children and shall make slaves of them and as such shall sell and dispose of them as their highnesses may command. And we shall take away your goods and shall do you all the mischief and damage that we can as to vassals who do not obey and refuse to receive their Lord and resist and contradict him. And we protest that the deaths and losses which shall accrue from this are your fault. Greedy vibration, unquestionably hunting, hurting, warring tribes and clans. Therefore, those were those populations who decided that what they were going to do is deal with humanity like they were lower and lesser animals. And as such, find out ways and means to ring their bell to make them respond and using their levels of, and degrees of torture, threats, death, methods of showing and letting them witness the slaughter of the other, their loved ones, and etc., to get them reduced and deduced to a way of thinking where they would reflect populations truly dominated controlled and ruled. Captain Cook wrote in his diary of his invasive intrusions into the lands of the Children of the Sun. From 1768 to 1779, Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, and the Pacific Islands, extending the pathway of invasion, conquest, and colonization within the Western culture consciousness of domination, control, and rule. He wrote, from what I have said of the natives of New Holland, they may appear to some to be the most wretched people upon earth, but in reality, they are far more happier than we Europeans. They live in a tranquility which is not disturbed by the inequality of condition. The earth and sea of their own accord furnishes them with all things necessary for life. They covet not magnificent houses, household stuff. They live in a warm and fine climate and enjoy a very wholesome air so that they have very little need of clothing. And this they seem to be very sensible of for many to whom we gave cloth to left it carelessly upon the sea beach and in the woods as a thing they had no manner of use for. In short, they seem to set no value upon anything we gave them nor would they ever part with anything of their own for any one article we could offer them. This, in my opinion, argues that they think themselves provided with all the necessaries of life. What one could say time and time again is that those populations of that intrusive and invasive nature found out quickly that there was indeed a way of life far beyond that that they had experienced, a way of life that focused on higher peace consciousness, a way of life that gave all credence to the inner essence of he and she, the soul, and as such did not worship the physical presentations, populations who expressed a love for Mother Nature, each other, and the holistic living essence of who he and she be. Because there was a clear-cut comprehension that the essence of who we be is soul. 
and that we only live in a physical presentation called the body. So they could take the body, but the soul would continue on and on. As a matter of fact, this baffled those children who had disconnected from the sacred ancestral soulful essence of who he and she be. They felt like the best thing that one could have was those few moments of physical presentation and that one should be willing to give up anything to have the materialisms and the pleasures of their fantasies, delusions, illusions, and dreams. And the only solution by those who feel like they are the privileged ones within a social, economic, political, and religious infrastructure that is a caste-like class system is to tell those who have been victimized and their offsprings and their offsprings to get over it. It's time to come home to green earth solar consciousness, the consciousness of higher peace. Speaking from a point of reference where they have forgotten that based upon the color of the skin of those who they are now feeling privileged over, they too were in the same circumstances, circumstances where they were actually used to wipe out mass populations to serve a penal colony, a colony that used them as indentured servants. In the 1830s, Lord Thomas Macaulay was appointed governor general in the Indian provinces won by the East India Company. This quote by Macaulay underlines his intentions, which would eventually become the bedrock of all British colonial strategy. It was spoken at the British Parliament on February 2, 1835. Quote, We must at present do our best to form a class who may be interpreters between us and the millions whom we govern. A class of persons, Indian in blood and color, but English in taste, in opinions, in morals, and in intellect, end of quote. And that one should be willing to give up anything to have the materialisms and the pleasures of their fantasies, delusions, illusions, and dreams. And if those fantasies, delusions, illusions, and dreams were not attractive, then the individual would have to be forced or otherwise coerced to assimilate, integrate, and adopt a nature diametrically opposed to his and her existence, or suffer the consequences thereof. The reality of the nature of energy Britain carried was indeed well summarized by this additional quote. Such wealth I have seen in this country, such high moral values, people of such caliber, that I do not think we would ever conquer this country unless we break the very backbone of this nation, which is her spiritual and cultural heritage. And therefore, I propose that we replace her old and ancient education system, her culture, For if the Indians think that all that is foreign and English is good and greater than their own, they will lose their self-esteem, their native culture, and they will become what we want them to be, a truly dominated nation. End of quote. Page 222, Banu Book One. Yeah, we know the story. It's went on for a long time. Be you indentured servant, be you chattered slave, or be you caught up in a wage and debt slavery vibration where you were dictated, dominated, and controlled to serve the purpose of someone else who feel privileged enough to give the order to have you swiftly killed, maimed, conquered, or destroyed. 
Have you forgotten the sacred ancestral mother spirit? Violated against my will, submitting to a lower and lesser ordeal, but for my children, I still seek a better day. My devotion remains intact, an unbroken pact to the sacred ancestral masculine energy of he who can uplift the soul of we. Look at the firstborn of Mother Earth, crushed under the domination, control, and rule of a monotheistic male war god nature, a consciousness cold and pale. No, no, no. It's time. The season rebirth. Sunrise. A Saurian resurrection. A Saur, the East Star of Divine Order breaking the codes of that second Genesis curse through the principles of Ma'at. Let us take a look at the original Christ consciousness that manifested within the ancient times from that great majestic sun child, that first child, Asar, the green god of the black land. Asar, green god of the black lands, brought forward a sacred garden culture reality within communal living. He taught them how to cultivate and improve the fruits of the earth, and he gave them a body of laws whereby to regulate their conduct and instructed them in the reverence and worship which they were to pay to the gods. With the same good disposition, he afterwards traveled over the rest of the world, inducing the people everywhere to submit to his discipline not indeed compelling them by force of arms, but persuading them to yield to the strength of his reasons, which were conveyed to them in the most agreeable manner, in hymns and songs, accompanied with instruments of music. Page 113, new Book 1, by High Priest Quatamani. The Asarian resurrection is a continuous and ongoing vibration that will, in fact, Enact so long as we can safeguard Mother Earth and all living things thereof, so long as we can work continuously to manifest a higher peace conscious thought and reasoning in our actions. Now that's the challenge. Have you forgotten the sacred ancestral mother spirit? We have to bring forward a new breed of feminine consciousness. Now, and I will continue to echo this over and over again until it is heard because we do know that power concedes nothing without a struggle. And the power base of deceit has been totally devoted to keeping the feminine she in chaos. And we also have to comprehend that that mitochondria mother image has been its primary target. So you see the feminine walking around in disgraceful presentations, not having any sense of esteem, a love for her being, claiming a, a false, fake, and pretending state of presence, not having any true desire to deal with this thing in a holistically natural state, looking for ways and means to achieve success within a nature diametrically opposed to her whole life existence. And she, the mother spirit, was reduced and deduced through rape, enslavement, and every other manner of education and processes thereof so that she would continue to produce that over and over and over and over again 
through every male and every sheep. Violated against my will, submitting to a lower and lesser ordeal, but for my children, I still seek a better day. We have got to find ways and means to break the codes of this opposing nature, yet you have so many who walk around so cocky, so arrogant, so vain, because that's what they have been groomed and conditioned to perform like. But walking around like success has been achieved because there's no identity. Do you know who you be? Do you know your true identity? Yes, you are the children of Asar. So when we ask the question, do you know who you truly be? Mindset determines one's destiny. Would you take a little time and listen at that for a few minutes and then we'll come back on it. Do you know who you truly be? Mindset determines one's destiny. Do you know who you truly be? In fact, if we truly see what our problem is right now, it has to become reasoned that there's no way possible. Man, he and she, regardless of race, creed, color, identifications and profiles, etc., cannot possibly know who he or she truly be anymore. They have become a makeshift a false, fake, and potential creation of those who want to dominate, control, and rule their lives for their own personal satisfaction. I'm not saying in any way that we have to cross the borders of the toxic parallel and decide that we're going to breed inside of that. However, what we have to do is to apply every holistic living means divinely necessary to influence, attract, re-educate, and encourage those on the borderlines of change, giving them access to a process of detoxing and purging to heal so as to be able to move into a green earth solar conscious vibration of divine socioeconomic family community order. What we have to do is breed, seed, feed a new consciousness of energy a higher peace consciousness of energy, and we have to focus our mental, physical, and spiritual state of being to that end, because that is our new beginning that has to be manifested. My devotion remains intact, an unbroken pact to the sacred ancestral masculine energy of he who can uplift the soul of we. And we recognize that it is a serious challenge because of the master program of those who fell out of sync, out of focus, out of time, and have actually now, through the destruction of the various ruins, artifacts, and findings, destroying of the various ancient libraries and ancient temples that had information, resources to give us clarity as to what we must do now within this 12,594-year Banu cycle that is in 
transformation. Just a few days ago, April 7th, 2023, the news reported that scientists have reconstructed the face of a man who lived 35,000 years ago in Kemet. His skeletal remains were located in the Nile Valley in 1980. Anthropological analysis of the skeletal remains showed that it was a male individual between 17 to 20 years old of African Negroid ancestry. The keepers of the prophetic, comedic, genetic aesthetic reside in a higher peace conscious state of mind. That is the fifth dimension of ascension. That is the rise. As it is, the planet has been totally thrown off base. And there are actual analysis, scientific reasoning, and etc. that's saying, if we should have, and if we can only, but the thing is, habits are hard to break, and those habits are in place just like the habits of functioning in disorder, out of sync and out of focus with your natural and innate state of being. The habits of continuing to perm, bake, fry one's hair. The habits that continue to add to a whole vibration of putting false parts to the body for appearance. The habit of consuming from a dead, devitalized and depleted nature of energy which has shown on a daily basis to be opposed to one's mental, physical, and spiritual health and well-being. The habits that says that the physical presentation of what you look like is more important than the holistic living presentation of who you be. Therefore, it is impossible for that person to answer the question, do you know who you be? Mindset determines one's destiny other than to say, yes, I be a being of conflict, confusion, and chaos. I be a being of self-asserted will, self-preservation above all things else, not having any idea that we are communal by nature. Therefore, we have to focus on the communal presentation of humanity. Mother Earth is our communal home, our communal source of a feminine, nurturing essence. Shared, loved, respected, and honored by all members of this planetary family community called humanity. Even if it's a small niche, I say a few of the few of the few of the few, Got to come to something other than this toxic insanity and their reasoning. I had a sister who was 72 years old. She said, wow, this is so truth. I, I want to be a part of this so much. What can I do? And what the, and I said to she is, gut level and truth, my sister. What you can do is you can support in any way you can the resurrection of a green earth solar consciousness into the generation next and that we don't have time for anything other than that. We have to be able to breed a new consciousness into the generation next, but we do not have to dismiss anyone who finally come to it better late than never 
Because that person can then be an example, a divine example for the generation next to learn off of. Because this is how we have cycled in life. The elders left so much for us. We want to use holistic living reasoning. We want to see the sacred ancestral resurrection of the Asarian nature. We want to give honor to those sacred feminines, Aset and Nebihet. And we know full well that this is what we have to produce, the divine union of masculine and feminine energy, that we have to be able to breed, seed, and feed that consciousness into the generation next and next and next. If it is not about divine order, it's about toxic disorder. The name of the God is not the identity. The nature of energy is the identity. And just because you have a figure over on this side with a name, that don't change the nature of divine order or toxic disorder. And the toxic disorder and divine order can be described, can be identified by the nature of what it produces. And we got to get gut level and serious about that. We are so disconnected from who we be as sun children, as children of the sun, we must be able to decipher, look, listen, learn, discern. We have to be able to feel a greater sense of existence and realize that if you are disconnected from your holistic living presence, you're missing so much. Different things that are really fantasy, delusions, really Dreamlike states will become your reality, and those things that you truly actually have the ability to deal with, to listen, to tune into, ESP vibrations, which is no mystery. It is no mystery. Reincarnation is no mystery. The ability that we have to transmit our souls and our energy, we have become so disconnected, blocked up by this toxic enslavement vibration that wants to dominate, control, and rule over the bio-socioeconomic family community order. We have the ability to fix so many issues so quickly. 